Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. The problem with offboarding is improper onboarding. The vast majority of companies still do not have any policy in place to support work from home. So as the majority of companies have switched from remote work and plan to implement this new system going forward, companies need to understand how to make effective switch that will align their company goals with the business development strategy. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our show is designed to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying finding a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. David D. Francis. David is the CEO of IT Proactive. Now, David started his first computer consulting business in 1998 and launched IT Proactive in 2015. He noticed a need for security and process in small to medium-sized businesses was completely underserved. So he started up the company to help and serve that market in a market that's much needed, which is what makes David the perfect expert for today's topic. David, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. It's a pleasure to have you. So we're going to cover a few things today. We're going to talk about onboarding and offboarding employees in reference to setting up policies for remote work, especially in today's environment and bring your own device. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right. We got a bunch to chew today, right? Yeah. I've got quite extensive notes. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what today's challenges are when successfully onboarding and offboarding a new person. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate that. I'd just like to take a moment to say thanks for having me on the show. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. I've known Rick for, geez, about five years now, I believe. We keep talking about coming together on the show. And for whatever reason, the last being... Because- well, the reason is you keep blowing me off. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Not purposely. You're Not like, purposeful. Oh, I no. back on you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Actually, the last time we were scheduled to be on the show together... It was right before COVID. Right before COVID. Yeah. And it was the day before the stay-at-home order happened. We're kind of scrambling. And then our ticket load went, uh, I think, threefold. Because of the COVID, all of a sudden, everybody wanted to work remotely. It's kind of a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. Because when we had originally created these notes, we were going to be talking about BYOD, bring your own device, work from home policy, and remote access. And with COVID, this is a perfect opportunity to do so. So thank you. Absolutely. All right. So what are the challenges today that companies face? Number one challenge is most companies do not have an onboarding and offboarding checklist. First and foremost, they may have an onboarding checklist with HR, but not with regard to IT. And that's extremely important because as you know, if you're handed a computer and it doesn't have anything on it, you're not sure exactly what to do. There's not an expectation center of what you can and cannot do with that. Sure. I believe that there's a lot of companies that don't have policies, even remotely close, especially startups. It's kind of like, well, just connect your own device and let's see what happens. Especially with startups, we say that a lot. Typically because of budget constraints, they don't have a budget for IT or devices in that sense. So what they'll do is they'll just bring your computer on, connect to Gmail or Office 365 or whatever they have and get to work and do the best you can. But as companies mature, you need to have these policies put in place, especially from an HR standpoint. Do you think you should do it before you even get started? I think you should, but what we see typically is not that. Well, yeah. So why not change it? Why not be that much further ahead of the curve? I'm a big proponent of advocating creating checklists, policies before you even onboard your first employee. All right. So let's talk about policies. What policy? 
policies need to be in place? First and foremost, there should be an acceptable use policy. An acceptable use policy is what's the expectation of what that company-owned device should be used for, what applications should be accessed, what websites are considered acceptable, and how you can use this device and where you can use the device. Okay. Would that include personal? Absolutely. Again, there's no right or wrong answer for this, but for instance, can an employee access their personal email on a company-owned device? Can they access their personal banking, social media, et cetera? Can they access their own Google Drive? And you start thinking about all of those different applications, it opens up your company for a data breach rather easily. Okay. So the way I see it, there's two different scenarios that come into play. One, you have company-owned devices, which is usually a company that's got some money. They're able to buy devices for their people and effectively keep that separated. Then the second part you have, which most startups fall under that category, is they will actually let you use your own device, connect to everything, and who knows what happens. Exactly. So what are the challenges there with bringing your own device? When you bring your own device and you connect to a corporate network, any data that is accessed that is company-owned is now on a device that the company does not manage, meaning that we don't have any policies wrapped around either that mobile device or that desktop or laptop computer to protect that data in case of a loss or a theft. Got it. So you're taking a chance that whatever information goes through that device, you're willing to lose. Absolutely, yes. So we've got the policies that you've got an acceptable use for company equipment, then you have your being your own device. What else? What's the other policy it needs to be? Remote access policy. So it's a policy that defines how you can access company data when you're away from the office. Essentially, that's what it is. I'll give you a couple of examples. If you have a company-owned device and you take that company-owned device to a remote location and it's at your home, for instance, there should be a policy wrapped around, can you access it from a home? Can you access it from an airport? Can you access it from a hotel kiosk? How can you access company-owned data? You want to start asking these questions. Okay. And there's not a one-size-fit-all for this policy. So is that to protect from connecting to some random wireless network that somebody can hack into? Yeah, absolutely. How do you protect that? Do you put some sort of VPN or some other thing in place that will protect that? You can. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes you can do either a public VPN or a private VPN. So all data is encrypted and goes through the corporate network. That's one way to do so. You could set it up so that you can restrict the data to be accessed from certain IP addresses. So for instance, you may adopt a remote access policy that says you can access the company-owned data from your home, but you cannot go to an airport kiosk. You cannot connect to public Wi-Fi and access data. And you can even go one step further and say, if you're not at home and you're at an airport kiosk or a hotel, then you have to then connect to a VPN. At that point, all the data is encrypted and secure. Okay, perfect. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest is David DeFrancis. He's the CEO of IT Proactive. And we're talking about creating policies and protecting your business, especially through this remote work at home scenario that we're living in right now. So we just talked a little bit about what we need to do or what needs to be done. Let's talk about how to do it. Let's educate our audience. Most of our audience, by the way, David, tend to be startup entrepreneurs. So let's help them put the structure in place that they need to in order for them to build their business correctly. Absolutely. What do we need to do to create a effective internal policy around remote access? Start the conversation first and foremost. Having something is better than having nothing. So you want to start asking questions as far as all company data, how do you want that access? Are you going to enable your employees to access it on only corporate devices? Are you going to enable them to access the data on a personal device? Can they access it when they're at the office, when they're remote? Start asking those kind of questions. Which kinds of data are we talking about? You have sensitive data and then you have open data, right? We consider all data sensitive. Any company internal data is sensitive. 
Now you can have confidential and you can have public, but for the most part, we just call it company owned data. In your opinion, all company owned data should be secured? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. You ask the questions, then what? Once you have the questions, then you can wrap a certain amount around technology and the rest you have to wrap around policy. Okay. Let's start there. Let's talk about the policy first. So now we're going to create what? Uh, an acceptable use policy mm-hmm. first. Okay. So how do we do that? The first question is, is it going to be a company owned device or personal device? And you probably want to break it off in two different policies. One is a BYOD policy. On corporate devices, it's going to tie into the acceptable use policy and what they can and cannot do or is expected on that policy when they are at the office and when they're remote and how they access that data. In addition to that, and this is going to be more IT managed, is on the actual device, is the data encrypted at rest? Meaning that is the data on the hard drive encrypted? Is all communication between that device and the server, whether it be an on-premise server or a cloud server or a private cloud server, is that data encrypted? For some of us non-techie people, what do we need to do to encrypt that data? There's a number of different things you can do to encrypt the data. One of them is if you're running Windows, you can use BitLocker. It's included. Essentially, as long as you have a login for that computer and the computer is lost, if you are not able to access that data, the user account, then you won't be able to access that data. So you can't take the hard drive out and just put it in the computer. If you have an Apple, there's also file encryption on there as well. So that's important for both Bring Your Own Device and for the company owned. Yes. Now with Bring Your Own Device, it's a little more complicated because typically the hardware doesn't support the encryption or it's not managed by the company. So the company doesn't have access to remote access that device. So the recommendation would be then every single employee that you have, they should get their own company owned device. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, a small cost in the grand scheme of hiring an employee. Well, most do in the form of a laptop, but what about when they connect their cell phones? So you usually are going to have a mixed use policy, right? Typically speaking, we do have a mixed use policy. For the most part, about 90, 95% of our clients, they issue laptops and or desktops to their employees. And then they'll give limited access to on their mobile devices. Typically speaking, it's only email. And with the email, we can do is we can put that cell phone into what's called managed mode. And then it gives us the ability to remove company data from that mobile device as long as they sign a waiver that we can remove company data from their personal device. If and when they were to leave the company. At any time. At any time. Yeah. Okay. So if you need to lock them out, boom. For whatever reason, yes. Okay. (laughs) So what needs to happen when this person starts? Let's talk about onboarding because we got into this conversation, by the way, because we were talking about how offboarding is such a problem. And you, as an IT professional, you see it all the time where you get those oh shit calls. Somebody just left and we need to figure out how to lock them out and we need to do this, that, and the other thing, right? How many panic calls do you get a month? (laughs) Probably a lot, right? So most of our clients are managed services. So we have a relationship with them. And when we first onboard them, we put these policies in place. So we typically don't have those conversations, but there are some times, especially with, you know, let's say for instance, COVID-19 happened and there's a lot of terminations, a lot of furloughing of employees. We had those conversations with our new clients because we hadn't had a chance to get in there and create and wrap these policies around their network environment. So you talk about checklists. You have a checklist for everything, right? So you have a policies and procedures checklist. You have an onboarding process and an offboarding process, which is a checklist. Absolutely. Whether it's on an Excel spreadsheet, a Word document, for us, we actually create portals for all of our clients so that they can go in, log in, and there's a checklist online for them. So they just essentially go in. There's a lot of form fields, a lot of radio buttons. They fill all the information. It goes directly in our ticketing system. We have standard operating procedure documents on how to onboard an employee. And then based on that onboarding, because every one of these documents is specific for each client, we take that document and then essentially reverse it for offboarding. So let's talk about the onboarding checklist. What needs to happen there? Typically speaking, and again, every company is a bit different, but typically speaking, the first question we ask is besides the person's name, last name, email address, email address they prefer, phone numbers, et cetera, is we're going to create a directory service account. This is a security account, whether it's through Google or through Office 365, on-premise Active Directory. I don't want to get into that, but we make sure that that 
that account is set up first and foremost. And then of course we set their email account. If it's G Suite, we set up their G Suite account, Office 365, access to their Google Drive or SharePoint. And for most of our clients is what we use. You're just creating a new account. It's a new company owned account. So if okay. they have an existing on Microsoft account or a personal Microsoft account, we don't use that. And I've seen that like where people will let them use their own private like Google account. Big mistake. Okay. Why is that a big mistake? Because now you're commingling company data with their personal data. Boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Boom. <laughs> All right. What next? Line of business applications, whether it's QuickBooks, a cloud application that you use to do collaboration. There's accounts that need to be set up and permissions applied to those accounts so that they can do their work effectively. Anything else? File share. So if there's an on-premise file server, if it's a Google Drive or if it's an Office 365 SharePoint, they need to be given the appropriate permissions for those sites so that they can access that data. Okay. And this is all done on day one. This is done typically speaking before they even get a computer. And we have to wrap all these policies around. We have to discuss with the decision makers on what it's going to look like when a new employee with a specific role comes into the organization before they're even interviewed. You're defining the permissions and everything when that role is written at the job description. Absolutely. We want to create a security group for that particular role and assign permissions to that security group. And by the way, this follows through with your interview process. This is actually a really important thing that if you've got a strong interview process and you onboard really weekly, that's not going to help you. It's certainly not going to help with the retention. Not going to bode well. No. All right. So then when somebody comes on, I assume that they just sign something to say that they comply with all of the policies that you have in place? Yes. At that point, once you go through the entire checklist and everything that I talked about, maybe even VPN access or mobile device, bring your own device, or there's a mobile policy that needs to be put in place as well. Once they're given all of these devices, they're expected to go through all the policies, sign all the policies, make sure that they're familiar with them. And then at that point, they're able to log into their computer and work effectively. Okay. So this is really important for entrepreneurs too, because a lot of entrepreneurs don't have an HR department who's taking care of this. Document it. Yes. You have to get it written down. You have to make sure that people sign off on it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you just run into a lot of problems when you're off board. Yes. And if you don't get this done on day one and you decide to put it in effect day 15 or day 30 and they do something that's in breach of your company policy, there's no recourse because you didn't give them the policy. You didn't give them the proper direction and expectation at the beginning. So you can actually set yourself up for what? Wrongful termination if you let them go? Yeah. Because they didn't know. Absolutely. Because if they're violating a policy that they're not aware of, then yes, you are absolutely setting yourself up for a wrongful termination suit. God forbid you have to get rid of them. What needs to happen there? So if you need to get rid of them, and in today's mobile workforce, especially with COVID-19 going on, you typically have to terminate somebody over WebEx or Zoom or Teams or whatever it may be. And sometimes you have to do this while they're using their company-owned device. So how do you manage that? That's a, right. that's a great question. Yeah. Right? How do you get your computer back? So how do you get your computer back? Now, again, typically speaking, the value of the computer is the last thing you're worried about because it's all the data that's more important. So again, this is what we do day in and day out is we make it so that we have access to that mobile device, whether they're here in the office or if they're at home or even on an island somewhere in Fiji. So you need some sort of managed application to allow you to wipe that data. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you wipe the data, you're on the Zoom, you let them go, you wipe the data right at that point, yes. then ask for the machine back. Yep. Whether and you get the machine back or not, that is what it is really. It's not as big of a concern. The most important thing is while you're doing the exit interview, even if it's on a company-owned device, while the interview is going on, be actively removing all of company-owned devices from their mobile device and their desktop or laptop. So you need to have a second person in there who's wiping it while you're talking. Yes. And typically it's IT managed. So HR is going to be doing the termination. While HR is doing the termination, they coordinate with us typically to... <laughs> <laughs> so... We're giving a lot of credit. So what if you're a CEO and you're a four-man shop and you've got to do it, you're the CEO, HR person, and the IT person all at once? N not a problem. So what typically happens with us is the CEO or human resources 
they'll reach out to us and say, we're terminating this particular employee on this date. We need to coordinate to offboard them. So what we'll do is we will set a resource aside while they're doing that termination. They will either send us an email or make a phone call to us. And as they're doing the term, we will start offboarding them. If I have to do it myself, do I wipe it first, then let them go? And then if you have to do it yourself and you don't have an IT department like IT Proactive, yeah. what you'd want to do is when they go into the exit interview, get all of the company owned data immediately. Possibly if you have the ability to the technical expertise, disable all the accounts right before you're going to go into the exit interview and then take all the devices back. And then change any passwords they might have that are shared information. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And you want to have, again, this is part of the checklist you want to have before going into that meeting. Perfect. All right. We're getting a little close on time. What are two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can help them that can plug into their business today? Oh, wow. That went fast. Um, I know. It goes by <laughs> super fast. It goes by really quick. Um, and I didn't even cuss that much. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> couple of takeaways. First and foremost is start some policies. Even if they only have one or two items, start three policies immediately. An acceptable use policy, a remote access policy, and a bring your own device policy. Those are the three most important policies you need to put in place immediately. The second is create an onboarding and offboarding checklist and do the same thing. Even if it's one or two items, just have a document that you can continue to add to. As you onboard people, go through the checklist, add anything that needs to be put in place. Again, it's a living document. As you're offboarding, make sure that you update that as well. And also be in sync with HR. You want to make sure that we've been in this situation before. We want to mitigate this from happening is we should be or the IT department should be in sync with HR as far as when they're terminating. We should know that because we have to tell our internal team no longer give this person support or communicate within your organization like your executive team so they all know what's going on as well absolutely yeah. Yeah. shoot we're out of time for today's show david thanks so much for your time investment today and i want to welcome you to the higher power radio community now what would be the best way for members of our community to reach you as a matter of fact we actually have some of these policies as templates. will you share those absolutely yeah oh so that would be great so why don't you send them to us and we'll link them in the show notes yeah so my email address is just my name david d-a-v-i-d at it proactive.com and you can send me an email just say that you're requesting a template of the acceptable use policy or bring your own device policy or all of them and I'd be happy to send this over to you. Oh, that would be amazing. Guys, take advantage of that. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer Christopher Decker, our producers Andrea Ballin and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review and share. We're listening and we welcome your feedback after all this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com, or you can drop me an email at rickettstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Jay Connor. He's the founder and CEO of Learning Innovation. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Jerome. Rick Jerome. Rick Jerome. Rick Jerome.